We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Detroit Lions select Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama. Goff looks, Goff throws, caught inside the one, fighting for the end zone, and getting in for the touchdown, Detroit Lions, on the Ross St. Brown. The snap, he's got it, wants to throw, Wentz, looks, looks, pressure comes, Wentz, hit, sack, back inside the 20, Aiden Hutchinson, that's number two. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 305 on the Blue Wire Network. I am Hero Tyler, joined by my two guys, as always, Mr. Malcolm Hart here. Always, how are we feeling about that Victory Friday? Feeling great. You know, like when you wake up in the morning, you go to work, like, oh, shit, I'm about to put on my Lions gear on. You walk and work. Lions played great last night. Yeah, I know. We watched the game last night. That was a heck of a game. I know. Like, everyone is just excited at work, you know? Malcolm probably lives in Florida. He's just talking to shit to people. It's like, I told you I was going to win, whatever. But you just wake up. You feel good. Even after no sleep. I don't think any, any of us slept that well. I'm going to be honest. The game lasted late. We did a show. And it was just hard to sleep with all that excitement. Right. But everyone at work today was hyped. It, it was different, too, because it's a Friday, right? Like, usually... You know, it's a Monday when you're winning games right. you play on Sunday. And, you know, with yeah. this being a Thursday game. Night game. Um, yeah, we, we made a history on the podcast. This is our first ever Thursday victory for the Lions ever on, since we've been recording. They've never won a Thursday ever. All right, interesting. Hopefully we'll have more of those, two more of those this year, if you know but, what I mean. Yeah, we got both versus the Packers. We got, obviously, the week four at Lambeau, Thursday Night Football, and then we got Thanksgiving, so – so we got two more Thursdays, and they're both versus the Packers. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully we got two more, though, hopefully, right? Malcolm, how are you feeling, buddy? Woo! What is going on, man? Yo, it is Victory Friday, man. I mean, I'm, I'm hyped. You should, y'all should have seen me at work today. I work from home, so everything was virtual. So when we had our meeting today, like, I never turn on my camera. I, I usually have camera off. But today, I was camera on. And I just had all my Lions gear. I had my Lions hat. I knew it. Had the hoodie, and I had my my I had, I had my Oakley glasses on. I was just sitting there. Everybody was like, "Well, yeah, look, look who's happy. Look, look, look who, look who's happy." Like, damn right, I my team won. So like, they knew they knew that I was celebrating Victory Friday. You need to get one of those big chains. You know, like those dog chains. Uh, <laughs> the Lions one. The Lions thing. Yeah. yeah. I need I need to um, borrow from Lions, Lions Man or, or probably a. Uh, my dog, um, Mr. Lyons, um, 
Lions bling. Bling, yeah. Yeah, I'll rock theirs. Yeah. <laughs> no, though, it's a great feeling, man. I mean, you know, we, we talked about this obviously for months, right? Like about this game since the schedule released and we knew that the Chiefs were going to be our first opponent. You know, we always talked about this game and I think as it got closer, like you felt the optimism kind of get stronger and stronger as the days went on. Like I think when it first released, you're like, okay, like, we're a good team, but this could be a very tough game to open up the season against the defending champs in Kansas City. But I think as it led up to that, closer to that Thursday day, Kool-Aid started to kick in a little bit more. Um, it felt more realistic. And then I feel like that's not the first time we've had that feeling before, but to actually see it happen and you win that game on a national scale like that, it, it's just remarkable. It's a remarkable victory versus defending champs. Um, there's so many things you could say about this game. Um, and we're going to get all into it. But before we talk about, you know, all the rookies that had great performances, Dan Campbell's massive balls, Jared Goff playing a smart game. And, you know, we talk about this defense and how much they improved. Let's talk about very quickly because there's not much to talk about here. Just a quick injury update. I'm going to kick it off to you, Pierre. What is the quick injury update from this game? So, yeah, Brian Branch left the game was just cramped. So thank God he's OK. And then Taylor Decker actually dealt with an ankle injury, but he was playing actually having the first quarter. He was playing through it all game. After the game, he was spotted in a boot, but Campbell said he's a tough SOB. He said, we'll see, but he's encouraged. So it seems like it's minor. They're just, you know, playing it safe with him. Um, obviously, I mean, we've seen Matt Nelson play. Like, you don't want nothing to happen to to, to Taylor Decker. Right. He's he's one of the best in the league, in my opinion. He's just underrated. Not a lot of people talk about him. Yeah, and, and Branch came back in that game. So, yeah, he did. Yep. So, so he's he'll be fine. So... We saw a couple guys had cramps during that game. It looked like Levi Anzarike had cramps in that game. And then, yeah. obviously, Branch, he, he left for, I think, three three, um, three plays and then came in right after, I believe, after that drive. So, I think he missed the rest of that drive. Will Harris took over, and then Branch came back in. And then another thing to keep an eye on, obviously, Mosley was limited all of last week in practice. Maybe this week he could potentially get a full practice. Maybe he'll be active. We'll see. But, I mean, yeah, we're still pretty healthy. Like, the lines are healthy. Yeah, and – Something like to go with Decker and, and even Branch and Levi, who had the cramps with those two, uh, is you have extra time now because you got to start the season on Absolutely. Thursday. So now you have this whole weekend to recover, and then you don't have a game till next Sunday. And you get to go back home. So you don't have to worry about travel or anything like that. You get to come back home to a yeah. rocking Ford Field versus Seattle Seahawks after a huge victory. But I want to give a quick shout-out to all the Lions fans that were in attendance in Kansas City because anyone that was there – I mean, you guys made a presence over there. Like you could hear it from the TV, especially towards the end of the game where I, I heard let's go Lions chance on national television with 26 million people listening uh, or 26 million people watching. I heard a let's go Lions chance. I saw a lot of blue in the crowd and I saw our general manager, Brad Holmes, dap all you guys up on the, on the side after the game. He was as hype as we all were. And that was awesome to see. So shout out to all the Lions fans. I made the trip to Arrowhead and I, I feel like, it's just going to be a rocking atmosphere for every single Lions game home or away this year. And you guys really showed up in Kansas City. Yeah, Campbell said he thinks going to be louder than it was last night. And last night was loud at Arrowhead. They were loud. Oh, 100%. Are <laughs> you talking about Ford Field? Yeah. In the Dome, yeah. That's gonna, I think we're going to have one of the loudest um, stadiums. Mini Earthquake in, in Detroit? In, in NFL, yeah. It's going to be, yeah. The teams better be ready. I was saying this, like, 
I think that's going to be the toughest atmosphere we're probably playing all year, like as far as like a road opponent, right? Like I don't think we're going to be playing as loud as an opponent, uh, like in a loud environment as like that, just because Kansas City is obviously a phenomenal uh, crowd and like Arrowhead is one of the best crowds in the NFL. Yeah, uh, I think the only thing that could compete with it is our, our home crowds these year, like this year, but obviously our players are not going to have to worry about that on offense. We'll be hopefully quiet when, <laughs> when, they're, when they're working on offense. So, you know, it's just even more impressive because that's, arguably the toughest road game that you have all year and you ended up pulling out a victory against defending champs which is just absolutely huge yeah and you know what you know what the the good thing about this game and i'm glad it happened early it already takes away the narrative that we struggle on the road so that this is already taking away that Mm -hmm. narrative that they had last year um so we got our first game road game got the victory let's let's go on to our uh, you know the, the next game I think that narrative kind of broke off though towards the end of the year. You know, when they got hot, they beat the Bears, then they beat both New York teams in New York, and then, you know, obviously beat Green Bay and Lambeau and uh, a rocking crowd too at that Week 18 on Sunday Night Football. So I feel like this officially kind of broke the narrative with this yeah, win. It, it should. Because, it, you know, that Week 18 game, they were still using that as an excuse on why the Packers were going to beat us is because they was like, yeah, they, they don't play well on the road. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, after that game, you for yeah. sure broke it by then. I think for now it's like stamped. It's that you broke it. Yeah, it's done now. Yeah. It's kind of like SOL. SOL is, is done and BNL is, is, is the new thing. Brand new Lions. Oh, let me, let me, let me address that. Let me address that because some, some fans, man, I'm talking about like their, their end game emotions is, is, is beyond me. Because there are some fans like, oh, our defense is exactly the same. They're like, oh no, it's, it's better now. It's like, it's like every moment it was just flip flop. Like during the whole game, it was, it was weird. It was weird to me. That's how fans are, man. It's a, they're we're emotional people. <laughs> we're, we're very emotional. You gotta people. stay the course, guys. Like, you stay the course, man. It's week one. You know it's something too. A lot like. Lions fans aren't used to this, right? Like, we're not used to this. And some people overreact. I was in a group chat yesterday, and just after seeing, like, a couple plays, Marvin Jones, why did they not sign D-Hop? He said the Lions ignored him. I was like, bro, relax. This is week one, all right? Same old Lions. Like, stop saying same old Lions. Just relax. Enjoy the game. Yeah. Sit back and relax. Yeah. And at the end, they kind of were like, you know, you were you were right. I'm like, yeah, like, <laughs> chill out. The whole Marvin Jones thing is just blown up proportion. He had a, he had a bad game. That was rough, yeah. Bring it down, bring it down. It's like people already talk about cut, cut Marvin Jones, trade Marvin Jones. Oh, he's terrible. Blah blah blah. Like it's week one, guys. He had a couple drops. This is fine. Yeah. Um, let's talk about these rookies though, because these rookies were they're stellar. You know, and you call it a Brad Holmes masterclass. You want to call it again? I mean, it's one week. Don't overreact and say it's like going to be a hit. But nice start. You know, you got a good start from the rookies. You got four guys that already made huge contributions. You could start off with Brian Branch, who had a pick six in this game. You could start off with Jameer Gibbs in his limited role, having a pretty big game. You could start off with Jack Campbell, having a huge pass breakup in his limited role, too. And you can even talk about um, – who's the other guy I'm missing? I'm missing uh, – Pascal? Oh, no, second-year player, my bad. Laporta. Laporta. That's <laughs> – my bad. Yeah. yeah, Sam Laporta, he, you know, also had some big plays. He was – Pretty comfortable weapon for Goff. You know, Goff was going to him pretty often, good blocker. So it, it, it's encouraging to see these rookies already step up this fast. I mean, we expected it, but it's nice to just see it on the field and, you know, see it come together this fast. I mean, Jack Campbell had a key pass breakup. It was like coming down the middle. He just stepped right into it, right? Brian Branch obviously had the play of the game. 
on the defense. They said they talked about halftime, go get a go get in a turnover. Then he did that. He's a dog, man. They dropped, man, CJ Gardner Johnson had one pick right through his hands. He had a chance to get another one too. He froze. He had a chance to get two picks. Um, but like you remember how he said last year, like those those picks are gonna come. Just, just yeah, that was the Kirby let, them, let them just let them, you know, let them get accumulated a little, let them get back into like not game shape, but just being that game action and those picks are going to come. We got dogs in our secondary. Right. No, I yeah, I'm say 100%, man, because, I mean, when we had this draft and, you know, we talked about that Brad Holmes hit on, you know, at least four players that are going to come in right away and contribute to the team. And that's what we saw yesterday. And this is the future. And those four guys are the future of the team. So, I mean, you know, I can't wait to see what else Brad Holmes is going to do. But right now we already have our core pieces. Um, and those guys stepped up week one. And I think this was just a small sample size, especially like guy like a Jameer Gibbs, you know, the 12th pick overall. You know, he didn't even play that much yesterday. He just made an impact in his limited role. And even Dan said it. It's like we want to ease him in slowly. We don't want to put too much on his play. But he confirmed on Friday in this press conference, like, okay, now he got that game under his belt. We're going to get him more involved now. Like, you know, now it's time. So I, I think we're going to see even a bigger role from Jameer going forward. And I think it starts as soon as even week two for Seattle. And uh, I think Jack Campbell, like we're going to see more of him too. Like you're going to see more of these guys get accumulated to this offense and have a bigger role. But again, like in this small sample size, this one game already making big impacts, especially Brian Branch. I mean, Brian Branch got a freaking pick six in his debut. Are you, are you kidding me? I know the ball is tipped, but made the play. How many times do you see that play? The, the ball just drops. The DB, you know, doesn't pick it up and it's just an incomplete pass. Uh, Brian Branch made the play you know, picked it off and took it to the crib. And people were talking about that speed. I don't think that speed's an issue. No, I was talking to a Chiefs fan and they're like, why are your starters? Like Brian Bear's like, oh, that guy's a rookie. I was like, he's built for this moment. He did this shit at Bama. I was like, he's all right, we'll see. I hope I hope I go back, get back to him. I was like, see what happened? Like these guys, <laughs> the moment wasn't too big for them. You know, like these rookies, they played like obviously Brian Branch, Jameer Gibbs, they played at Bama. Like they they thrive in these moments, right? Maybe Laporta and Campbell not as much, but they still balled out. Like, doesn't face them. When Campbell and, uh, and uh, Brad say they want to draft football players and guys who love football and all that, these guys love football. I don't know if you guys saw Gibbs, man. Gibbs lowered his shoulder a few times into some DBs, and he actually threw some down. Remember Swift was kind of scared to do that? Oh, Gibbs. Uh, Gibbs is a different animal. G- Gibbs, I mean, he's, he looks like he's small, but, man, when, the, when that helmet comes on, He'll run. He'll run. He'll run over you. Um. Yeah. I think they said that he had six broken tackles yesterday. Um. In his limited role. I mean, he's a. Yeah. Yeah. Nasty. Yeah. He had a couple. Uh. Where you use his pads. Right. Lowered it right on him. Boom. I, yeah. I got. A, I got a question for y'all. This is tough. Um. Who do you think is faster, Jameer Gibbs or James Williams? I don't know, bro. I'm not gonna do it. They're both fast. I. I, I would love. I, I would love. For them to 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 race, and I said this in the off season. Um, this was like before, like they picked their numbers. I knew they were they're both, they're both <laughs> for number one at Bama, so I was like, you know what? Since number one is 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 out there, how about they both race? Um, they do a forty, and whoever wins that forty yard dash gets the number one jersey. And I put that on Twitter. Everybody was saying, "Oh, Jameson Williams way fast." Jameson Williams way faster. I was like, eh. "Gibbs you know, is fast, he, dude." Gibbs, Gibbs, obviously, he has some speed, man. I mean, I watched them both play at Bama, so I know what they could both bring they both yeah. are extremely fast um 
the thing with Jameson Wood, I haven't seen him clocked yet. So I just everything is like, oh yeah, he's rumored to be a four two or rumored to be a four two five. So I mean, I I don't know exactly how fast Jameson Wood. I know he's fast. I mean, we all know Jameson Wood is fast, but we just don't know his exact what 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 his time is. Um, but so that will be fun to see. They I have- think JMO is faster, like a straight line speed. Like if it's a forty, maybe gives away. But if it's like a hundred, like I think Amon Ra said, if it's like a hundred, he'll probably take JMO. If it's like a forty, it could be close. JMO just, has like that long speed, like he could fly, man. I, I was just gonna say, uh, Jared, Jared Goff answered that. Uh, they asked Amon Ra asked him on the on the same Browns same Browns podcast. He goes, "Who do you think would win in a race, and JMO or or Gibbs?" And uh, Goff said, "I think in a forty, I think it would be Gibbs, but yeah, in a hundred, I think I would give it to JMO." Yeah, I don't know, man. I still don't know because I seen JMO. Take an end around, you know. We see him take the end around, and he was gone. <laughs> they're both, they're both really fast. Man, man. Looked like are, man looked like he was teleporting. Man, man that man was just gone. So I don't yeah, know, man. And I don't know the way like Gibbs runs. It's different. It's like it looks like he's going fast, but he's not like going. He like it's so natural to him the way he runs. He's a natural runner. I love it. He's yeah. like a car starting up. Like he like it's at elusive speed. And once once yeah, he starts yeah. going, like he gets even more of a gear. And, and like his start and stop is really impressive too. The impressive yeah. thing Gibbs is that. That first point of contact, that first hit, yeah, he's able to break it and make more and get more yards, man. Whether he's gonna spin off him or he's gonna lower his shoulder and just run right through the guy, he's he he's gonna be he's gonna be special. I'm talking about Christian McCaffrey type special. I'm talking about yeah. he oh, has that ability to be very special. And the, the cool thing is right now we're talking about these rookies. And last year we seen it with the Jets where they had um, you know, they had a, a, a their, their rookie of the year. Offense rookie of the year, and they also have the defense rookie of the year. Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Garrett Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner. I mean, shoot. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked that we see situations like that in Detroit. We have the Bama boys. (laughs) I wouldn't be shocked one bit if they both did they both take it. Yeah. No, man. The rookies, I mean, week one, you know, stage is huge. Everyone's watching, didn't face them. That's what I love about, about this class. The moment wasn't too big for them. And they all played well. Obviously, they all had some, you know, some of them had a couple issues. Like Gibbs had a run where he could have went inside. He would have had a few yards, cut it out, and didn't gain a single yard. Brian Branch was a little iffy to start the game. You know, but you you clean that stuff up. They're only going to get better. This is only the first game. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, Gibbs, they both should have touchdowns. Both the Bamboo should have touchdowns yesterday. Gibbs should have had one, and then Brian Branch should have had one. But I think Gibbs got two bigs. Like, uh, she just fell. It doesn't matter though because Goff and Amon Ra bailed them out and they scored a touchdown right after. So yeah. it is what it is. All right, yeah. let's take a quick break and then we're going to talk about Dan Campbell has absolutely big balls. We knew this, but I mean, they're freaking. This is crazy. All right, we'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
You need Indeed. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. All right, guys, we are back. <laughs> Malcolm's laughing <laughs> from the title. Dan Campbell has massive balls. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, okay, we, we, we've known, like, Dan Campbell. Balls. Balls, yeah, big balls. <laughs> we, we know Dan Campbell is obviously a risk-taking motherfucker. Like, that, that's not news to anybody. And I thought maybe, I don't know why. I don't even, I don't even know if I believe this. But okay, there's maybe, like, a slight hope in me. Not hope, but like, maybe there's like a slight thing in me that, like, Maybe now we have a little better roster. Dan's going to temper it down a little bit with the aggressiveness. Like, we're not going to see as much of this. But no, week one, first quarter, on his own 18-yard line, he runs a fake punt on fourth and two, converts it, and end up scoring a touchdown. I mean, what do you say about this guy? This guy has the fucking biggest balls I've ever seen. He is a cra- pause. He is crazy <laughs> with how aggressive he is, man. He doesn't care how big the moment is. doesn't care what game it is. Dan Campbell is willing to risk it for the biscuit. And it's kind of do, you know, if you do it and you pick it up, great. If you don't, oh my goodness, this this topic is going to be way different if they didn't pick up that first down on their own 18 yard line and you give Mahomes that field territory. I was going to say, man, there, there's 32 head coaches in the NFL. Dan Campbell's the only head coach I see doing some shit like that. That's I mean, Harbaugh. Dude. John Harbaugh is on that too. John, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, he done that. But what did he say? He, last week, they were like 2007? 2007 or I don't know. Yeah, but that is that was just wild. That was wild. Uh, but the, the good thing is he did on national TV, man. That, that's the fun part about it. He did on national TV. Everybody loved it. I mean, everybody was like, wow. This they guy. picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> of course. If they don't pick it up, are, are you serious, Dan Campbell? Are you kidding yeah, me? This, he, this, he, he's he too big for this. crucified. Yeah, I know. It would have been horrible. It'll have been questions for weeks on why he did that. But hey, I mean that drive kick started this whole that whole offense. Well, for that drive, we wouldn't we didn't get that touchdown. You won the game because um, Yeah, we won the game because of it. I mean, it's just the, the the aggressive, the the cojones of um Dan Campbell. I mean shit. I'm I'm, just, I'm glad he's our coach, man. He's a he's a very fun coach, man. And this shit like that, it just makes it fun. It gives you a heart attack sometimes, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, like the the thing with this that a lot of people don't realize, he has trust in his offense, and if his offense is covered, he has trust in his defense. You have to think both ways, right? Obviously, special teams too. If you don't trust your defense, you're not going to go for that. You're not going to do that. If you don't trust your offense, you're just going to punt it away and say, "All right, let's let's go." But it's like, no, nah, we're we're going to convert this, and you could see the players feed off his energy. Like once he did that, momentum switched to the line side. They marched down. They scored. The next play, they the next drive, they could have scored. They had you know the fumble in the red zone. They had the bad snap. That that was that was a shit show. But thank God they corrected those. They didn't really have those issues later in the game. 
You know, you know, what's, you know what's something about Dan Campbell I respect even a little more is I don't know if you guys even picked up on this was during the halftime report it was Melissa she was talking to Dan <laughs> he goes before you ask me yeah our defense got improved <laughs> he goes I think we're playing well but there's some little things we got to improve on <laughs> so you know yeah. he th- he thinks those sideline questions like serious too like you know most of them they just kind of shrug it off and give you a bullshit answer but he answered he. He asked the question to himself and answered it before she even asked him. Yeah, he sure did. He sure did. Um, but Pierre, man, I, to to your point of you know trusting, going for it and trusting, trusting your offense. Um, you could trust your defense, but the thing is, you're giving the ball to Patrick Mahomes. That's the scary part. So, <laughs> yeah, it, I, I mean. mean, I mean, you're giving the ball to Patrick Mahomes on the twenty yard line. I mean, they converted. Is, we, there's really nothing to talk about here because we we went for it, we got it. I don't even think like has they they fit has as far as like a special team fake. Did we ever miss one of those? Have we ever um, not converted a fake? I understand going for a fourth down and, and not converting, but as far as like a fake punt, you're saying under Dave Phipps, so he's been here since last I don't year. Think so? No, he's been here for he came with Campbell year one. Right, uh, I'm thinking of what's I'm thinking of Brendan Coombs. I don't know why I thought he was no. You right, know, right, I don't right. think he has, but I don't want to like I'm trying to yeah, think. I'm, I'm not for sure. I can't think of a missed opportunity. I don't think when we miss, a, I'm talking about like going for a big punt. I think we converted every single time. Yeah, they 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 have like they're really good at it, man. They put an emphasis on that. You could tell. Yeah. So I mean, and they're I, different. I, yeah. To your point, I think I think Dan Campbell has a lot of trust in Dave Phipps. And and what he's doing with the special teams and, and coming up coming up with these plays um, to catch a team off guard. <laughs> Did y'all see the sidelines? The, the Chiefs, the Chiefs coach. Yeah, <laughs> when we converted, they were so. I think he was a special. I think he was a special team coach because he was furious. All right, <laughs> he was pissed. But I mean, shit, like nobody seen that coming. I mean, it is wow. what it is. But shit, it was hilarious. And not that early in the game, you know, I, I did not expect it, honestly. And like, zero, zero. I'm not going to lie to you and act like I like I love the play. Like at first, I mean, I love the results of it and I love that we picked it up. But like, you know, if he didn't get it, you're damn right. I'd be crucifying Dan right now. And this is this coaching staff. I mean, for that play, if they didn't pick it up. But hey, that's why I'm not a coach. That's why I'm here. And I, and I just talk about the game. And, you know, that's why he gets paid the big bucks. And he, he saw an opportunity to do it. They It paid off. And. Hey, damn if you do, damn if you don't. He did it. I'll say this with Campbell. It seems like he knows the right time when to take these calculated risks. Like, it seems like he just has a natural ability of knowing that. Right. You guys are right because you guys are saying it. Like, I mean, I can't think of anything from the top of my head where they didn't convert on one of these, you know, fake punts. Like, if it's going with Jack Fox throwing the ball or snapping to, you know, a safety or a linebacker, like, they, they always usually tend to pick it up. Yeah. Shout out Jalen Reeves Maven. You was CJ Moore last year. Obviously he he gambled, but yeah. Shout out to uh Jalen Reeves Maven. Jalen Reeves actually made a nice play. He made like a little cut, saw the hole and got it. So it was close. Yeah. It wasn't like it was like you no, know it was. like with CJ, sometimes you saw like they actually got like, some big plays out of those fake. Because he's fast. He's like he's a he's a speedy dude. Yeah, with this one, like it was it was right at the line of scrimmage. I mean right at the line. I think he just needed three yards. Yeah, so he it was, was like he, he got he got four. I think he got four. So yeah, he got what he needed, man. So that was, I mean, creative play, caught him off guard. Um, I I don't think they seen it coming because it was early in the game, zero zero. You wouldn't think that they would do that on their own twenty. Like it's not doesn't even make sense for them to do it, but they did it. <laughs> and then we saw later in the game where it was like fourth and short again, and the cheese like fuck it, we're leaving our defense on the field. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean that. 
You're gonna see teams do that. I think I think we're gonna see teams do that more going forward. That they're just For gonna sure. say F it, F it. Like, you know, we're not gonna let Detroit try to trick us. And I think the Lions obviously will have a like I'm sure they have a plan. Like if there's this certain formation, we'll do this. If it's this, we'll do this. Just depending on the personnel on the field, but in terms you, of special you know that that's yeah. good though. That's good for your defense because if you do punt it now, you have a good punter, Jack Fox. You could pin him within the five. Now you have no returner. You're not worried about a return at all. Now you're even giving mm-hmm. your defense a way better territory to get a stop. He was great last night. He was great. Fox, right? Yeah, he was really yeah. good. Yeah, and his and he had a couple punts. Yeah, he had some the, good punts. This this is kind of interesting because there were some plays that um we kind of could have kicked it but we punted like there was a play that we're like in like it would have been like yeah. a 50 yard field goal yeah i'm not going to riley in a 50 yarder right now i just don't so i heard like his like his about 48 that's what they're comfortable with sort of like okay. that's after that's kind of like i did you're not gonna, you're gonna punt it or, or go for it yeah unless you know unless it's the game on the line you got like two seconds it's a, like you have to go for it you have to get the field goal Unless it's yeah. like a must, I heard they don't really want to, you know. I agree with I agree with that call. I I was okay with completely okay with the punt. I actually that's what I would have done honestly. I wouldn't have kicked that yeah. field goal in that situation. Gotcha. You know, your defense is playing well too. Like it also depends. The defense is struggling. Maybe you go for it if the defense is playing well. Shit, punt it. Trust your defense. Yeah, trust another, your pass rush. Trust your new secondary. Trust your linebackers. Another, I guess, aggressive call. You could say I think it was the right call too as well. It was the fourth and four, I believe. Um, towards the end of the game where they were leave. I want to say it was almost like the 50 yard line. We were, it was like we were midfield. Up, yeah. yeah. It was, it was almost, almost midfield. They were up one point fourth and four. Um, he picked up the first down. He almost milked the game essentially. Cause they would be, you know, they, they, yeah. they were, they wouldn't have much time. And then you get another first down. It's over. They go for it. They didn't pick it up. But I think overall, I think the thought process of Campbell going for it, I agree with it. You know what? Is that, is that the one that the ball get better down? Yeah, um, at the end of the game. When yeah, okay, it was yeah. tough because the dude was open. Just he was open. Yeah, I mean the guy just got in the pass lane and just threw his arms up. It happens. Man, Kansas City has some athletic linebacker. We talked about it, but damn, bro, when you watch them play, actually, those guys could fly. Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton is going to be a special player in this league. I really believe it. He has a shot to be probably one of the best linebackers in the NFL. I think yeah, he could be. It's, this is only his third year too. That kid, that kid still could be unreal in a couple more years. Yeah, this is only uh, his third year. For what he did, I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys saw what he did to David Montgomery. David Montgomery is not a small dude. Um, he completely Derrick Henry is his ass. Like there he, was a play he threw yeah. Sewell down. I was like, whoa. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he threw Sewell down. He completely ran over David David Montgomery. David, poor David Montgomery. I have a Monty trips him after because he doesn't want to kill golf either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he tried. I mean, he tried his best to try to, you know, pass protect, but he just got leveled. It was terrible. It did not look good. That was embarrassing. But um, Nick Bowen, man, I think that dude's going to be special. I mean, they got somebody special in in, in, in their, um, their linebacking. Yeah. But, you know. I don't know. I think I think I think maybe one day um Campbell could end up being that same type of player. I don't know if he's gonna be as good as Nick Bowen because Nick Bowen is strong, physical. I don't even know who to compare him to. That dude is just he's different, man. He's different. Yeah, he's strong and physical, man, and he has speed too, man. So Campbell has some athleticism too, though, man. That yeah, breakup was a very athletic play. That was a heck of a play. That was a very athletic play by Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Um 
All right, let's take another quick break, and we're going to talk a little bit more about Jared Goff and this offense in whole. All right, guys, we are back. Let's talk about Jared Goff and this offense now. What do you guys overall think of Goff? I know, Malcolm, you were you were satisfied. I think it was a good, smart game by Jared Goff. Nothing, like, spectacular, like, nothing too flashy, but good, good enough. Pick up a win in Arrowhead. He did everything he had to do, and yeah, I was good. It was good. I was impressed. So, well, as far as for me for Goff, I, I wanted – I will say this is one of his better games, and it's not just the stats, okay? Um, I'm looking at golf. I'm looking at how he is in the pocket. Um, is he going through his reads? And, and, you know, pretty much how comfortable golf is with his offense. And this is probably one of the most comfortable golf I've seen in a Lions uniform. Now, we've seen golf very, being very comfortable towards the end of last year, but I think, like, as far as being comfortable with his offense and trusting his offensive line and standing in the pocket – and taking the hits when there's a free rusher coming at him and still making the big throws, this is probably one of golf's big ga- best games. Um, so I loved what I, was, like, what I saw from golf, and it's very encouraging going forward. If he plays like this all year, this team could win, you know, 11, 12, 13, 13 games. If golf plays like this all year. Um, so I love what I saw from golf. It's even more encouraging, too, because you have to factor the atmosphere they're playing in, too. Like, that's Arrowhead. Week one, they had the Super Bowl ceremony that game. That is arguably the toughest environment to play in. As a, as a road team, as especially a road offense, that is one of the toughest environments to play in the NFL. And you got that out of the way. And he was good enough to already pick up that victory and not make any crucial mistakes. Um, he was good, man. It was a very impressive. And like you said, it, it could get better. As we get home, he gets comfortable. You know, you know, golf likes the dome. He gets comfortable when he gets in that dome at Ford Field. And, you know, you, you don't have – I mean, like, I'm not going to discredit some of the teams we're going to play, but you're not going to be playing Arrowhead. Like, they're, they're not, you know, there's not going to be that type of environment on the road for the rest of the season until the playoffs. You know, we're, we're going to be there. Uh, you got some tough spots. I don't know about that. New Orleans it's not Arrowhead. Play. It's not Arrowhead. <laughs> I mean, they're both up there in terms of noise. New though. Orleans is – I'll give credit to New Orleans. New Orleans is a lot of place. Other than New Orleans. But New Orleans is a dome, though, man. I'm not really too worried about that. Yeah. You know – Golf plays well golf plays well in domes. I think Malcolm said it best with Jared Goff. That's kind of where I wanted to go. Like, we, we saw, like, his first year kind of – he was kind of scared to get hit. He would just throw the ball out. Or if his first read wasn't there, he would kind of panic. If he was under pressure, he would panic. Then last year, we saw he was one of the best against the Blitz – this year, too, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but he kind of knew where the pressure was coming from. And with his feet, the way he was moving his feet yesterday, he was kind of moving away from it while still looking downfield. That was really impressive to me. And like Malcolm said, that one play to Reynolds, um, first of all, the 15-yard play to Reynolds, I think was a 15-yard catch, whatever it was. Jason Kabinda picked up a hell of a block. But Goff knew that guy was coming. Jason Kabinda just picked it up. Then the other play where they ran that, I think it was like third and short or second down. That that clip I showed you guys just now where they ran that little dig route. Yeah. Um, there's a defender coming right at him, and he knows it, and he's just staying in there waiting for the dude to get open. He threw it to the guy, and then he gets smacked. You know, if this was like the beginning of last year, maybe, Goff would probably like panic, and he would he would try to run away or something. He did your famous spin into the sack. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It looks so this, this, this the of last year. Like God's confidence right now is at an all-time high. His coaches trust him. His teammates trust him. 
and man, it, it's nice to see that when your quarterback. Oh, I forgot. Confident. I forgot about that spin. I hate that spin. Yeah, yo, so much. I remember that used to drive Pierre absolutely crazy. It is, he was so spinning to a fucking sack, man. <laughs> I I thought we were gonna see it yesterday. Um, he didn't spin <laughs> in the red it, zone, right? Yeah, oh, I'm like, you do not take a safety on the other right side. Now. I was like, bro, what are you doing? I was like, <laughs> all right, he, good. He threw it to Marvin. Got yeah, it. He knew where yeah. where Marvin was. That, that yeah. was good, man. It was good, that, but like, that I thought scared I, me. that play scared me. I'm not going to lie. That gave me PTSD of that golf spin. <laughs> I tried to tell her in my head. I was like, you fucking idiot. Don't do this right now. <laughs> I hate that spin so much. But I'm so happy. Like yesterday, you know, how we say like sometimes we see like what the fuck throws from Jared Goff. I don't think we saw one yesterday or like a yeah. what the fuck moment. Yeah, as far as like P- PFF and those, like they're super analytics as far as uh, uh, passes that could have been intercepted. The, 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 those stats that they use, like the, the ones that Nobody talks about, but it's just like they use it like passes that could have been intercepted. Um, he, he didn't have any of those like um, yesterday, so that was there was one, but I don't think it was his fault. I think it was maybe more the O line. It was that little screen pass they try to run on third down. Man, if Karlafas touched that to pick six, oh, yeah, the end of the first, but half, I don't right? think that's mainly on the quarterback. I think that's maybe more on the O line because that's just a one read screen pass, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. no, yeah, that would have been very bad if that, 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 that would have changed so much momentum in that game if they got that. But other than that, though, like he was efficient. Uh, he he let them down the field a few times. They had some mistakes, but the mistakes weren't really on him. That fumble, the bad snap. Yeah, you know that that stuff you clean up though. It's week one. You clean that shit up. Hopefully, it doesn't happen again. Yeah, I mean the Marvin Jones one was very frustrating. First fumble. career fumble of his career. Oh, is it? Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, it was. Been in the league wow. for twelve years, and man, Marv probably was like, shit. I probably let the team down, but they still won. I think he'll yeah. bounce back. He's a he's a solid vet. He's loved in that locker room. He's gonna right. bounce back. He's right. a pro. Yeah, I agree. But uh, yeah, no, there was some empty drives that like they could have definitely scored more points. That you know that fumble, Marvin Jones was huge because you had at least three points, or you're gonna go for it on fourth down and keep the drive going. I mean, we go for a touchdown. Who who knows what happens if after that you know, the play? Because Marv picked up about five six yards. It probably would have been a fourth and four if they want to go for it, or you can just kick the field goal and take the points. Like they were ran the red zone. So you had points pretty much guaranteed if they wanted it, but that stink. And then yeah, the snap, it took you what? 10 yards back. Uh, the golf or rag now hitting Brock, right? So that, that, that was a, a bad play too, obviously. But yeah, I mean, I don't want to say it's expected, but it kind of is almost expected when you play in that environment. Arrowhead, first game of the season, like there's going to be some mistakes like that, especially communication mistakes like that. And I'm not worried about that going forward, especially with um, Frank Ragnall's experience. Like I don't, I don't see him making mistakes like that going forward. We good, Frank. We good. like other than those two plays, honestly, Frank was unreal yesterday in pass and in Brumblot. He he was just. They had the one bad false there where everyone jumped outside of Frank, which is on Frank. Um, Thank you. Those two plays. Those two plays. The fumble. Yeah, and then there was one play where the, the, the whole offensive uh, line just fell down. You saw, was, did you see that? I, I bro, saw what it. Happened? Oh, I was like, bro. I was like, oh my what god, what happened? Like, did it, like, like, did it say like one, two, three, four? Like, what dude, the? it was in rhythm. It was and like all at the same exact time. I was like, why are they all on the floor? What in the hell happened? Yeah, I don't know. That was weird. But then they got up and they're like, shit ain't happened again. Didn't happen again. <laughs> I, I think I mean the only I could think of is maybe the play was like to top block all the guys. I, I what the why are we all on the floor? I don't know. That was that 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 actually got me sad. I was like, damn, my O line's all on the floor. <laughs> 
I, I, I know say, you guys were a little sad too. You're like, shit. I was like, just confused. I was just confused. Like, what, on I, the floor. I, I was like, why are they all on the floor at the same exact time? <laughs> oh my gosh. All of them. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think we saw with the O one though there was a little bit rust in the beginning, but they really picked it up, especially in the second half and especially in the fourth quarter. They they really picked it up and they, they got it going, man. The run game started to really pop off on that fourth. You saw Monty get really comfortable, um, and I kind of expected that. You know, they didn't have a preseason game. The O line, all they had was practices and these joint practices. So like you expect a little bit rust, but I think going forward, like. It's going to be, it's, you know, we're going to see that offense line, that top three offense line we always talk about and we saw in the fourth quarter. One thing that did, cons- that did concern me was the um, Ben Johnson, like he had a really good, f- that drive where they scored on that fake punt. Yeah. Um, he had like a couple good sequels, but overall I wasn't really impressed with him yesterday. Now he, I still have faith in him. It just seems like Spags kind of knew what he was sort of doing. Like they were taking a lot of our plays out. And also it's hard. We don't have a deep threat out there. Because the Chiefs were literally, I don't know if you guys saw, we saw like the, the backs were stacked maybe 70, 80% of the time yesterday. It was stacked a lot. They were daring you to throw it deep. Yeah, and they're playing single safety high, load the block, load the box, and they're just playing one on one with the receiver. I mean, that's the thing right now, man. That's, that's the thing I always talk about not having a deep threat and not having a guy that's saying, we have to double this guy. They, I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown is a great player, but they're not going into the game plan and saying that we have to double Amon Ma- Ma- Ross St. Brown. So, I mean, it just it, it does make things a little bit harder. But I think we still we still have a really good offense. I'm hoping. Oh, I mean, yeah. maybe when JMO comes back, man, I'm hoping. You know, even though we haven't seen anything, hopefully he, you know, it, it, it like he hits that switch and it, it, it turns on for him. Well, and he becomes that elite player that we all think he could be. I think it will turn on for him. I think he's motivated, man. Like, he's heard all this bullshit talk about him, all this crap about him. You know what I mean? I think I think we're going to see a different J-Mo when he comes back. I really do. The, the thing with J-Mo, too, is, like, just his presence will be huge. We we just need the presence on the field that, like, we have a deep threat. Like, yeah. you know, you have to respect it at least. Because right now, they don't really have to respect it all that much. Yeah, if he's, if he's out there, they're not playing singles. They're not going to play single safety high. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Out there. So even and, if he's not playing great, you just need his presence out there. Yeah. And if you play single for, high, the safety will go towards him. He'll creep up towards his side. Yeah, but it'll give guys a clear one-on-one opportunity on the other side. So, I mean, it'll make things easier. Um, I think we'll see less of a stack box. Um, but, but we got a ways away. We still got five more games. Without so, we still got five more games. We'll, we'll see how they handle it, man. Yeah, and I'll be honest. You're not gonna these corners with the Chiefs. We talked; they're good, man. Sneed and McDowell. You're not gonna play corners like that every week either. You're just not. Probably so. uh, next week. You, I mean, next week you got you got Tariq Wollin, who had a fantastic rookie year. Let's see how he looks this year, and then we'll see if Witherspoon plays or not. Yeah. The young corner. Or they could play your boy with Golden Gloves, Michael Jackson. And then uh, maybe, maybe in two more weeks, uh, we'll see if he if he's healthy. Maybe we'll see Jeff. Jeff's return to Detroit. Man. <laughs> Yo, I guarantee you. I guarantee I you. They're going to circle that when he's on the field. They're going to target his ass. I'm praying he plays. He don't even throw the ball up. You know his backup? You know his backup? Who is his backup? Mike Hughes? I think it's Mike Hughes. So we're seeing a former Lion that game if they're healthy. If one of them is at least healthy. Mike Hughes is, I mean, I'd rather see Jeff Okuda. I agree. (laughs) I like like both matchups, honestly, not going to lie. I'll be cool with Mike Hughes, too. 
Yeah, but but I, I, I do prefer Jeff. But we'll talk about that one that when that comes closer. Speaking yeah. of the defense, let's talk about these new corners that we got because we got actual legit corners. We're not talking about Jeff Akuda's and and Mike Hughes anymore. We're talking about Brian Branches. We're talking about Cam Sutton's. If you want to go into the safety, and we're talking about CJ Gardner Johnson's. Like, how, what's your guys' thoughts on this new defensive back room? Um, in the first quarter, obviously we had some communication issues in the red zone, and they had like one play where the guy was just running free by himself. Other than that, though, I mean, you could see they're playing with swagger. You see what CJ brings that swagger. Um, and Jerry Jacobs kind of feeds off that. You can see Jacobs kind of, you know, talking a little, playing more confident. Cam Sutton, though, man, that was an underthrown pass. That call was bullshit. He was – I don't know what you could do as a corner. Like, what do you do as a corner when that happens? Well, I can tell you now – you don't see it because you're looking at he's looking at the ball. So when he's looking at the ball, if the receiver slows down in front of him and slows down to try to get the ball, they're both like trying to get the ball. The the, the DB has no clue that the, the receiver slowed down and, and ran into it. like they both he pretty much stopped in front of him and then he ran he ran into him. Yeah, so I I didn't really agree with that call. I mean, maybe it was the right call, but it's just that call is kind of. We, you know, like you said, yeah, it's, 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 it's a weak call. It's a 50-50 call. I mean, I, I feel like I, some I, I see both would call sides. it and some – but it was Mahomes. They're going to call that shit. That's how I feel, honestly. Yeah, I, if I you ever go through that to one of the line she was getting held, I feel like they wouldn't call it. I, I see both sides of it. I mean, there was definitely contact there before. Um, it affected the route. But I feel like in the NFL and just in football in general, if you watch any type of football, high school, college, NFL, like <laughs> – that play happens like essentially every play that you get yeah. ball. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it, it happens. I mean, it's, and it's, it's kind of like what Pierce said. It's it's very very on the ref if he's going to call it or not. Just like the false start by Jawan Taylor replay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you besides know, that play, I mean, Cam Sutton, he played he played really well. Anytime you don't hear a corner's name called in a game, it's it's good. He's doing his job. And then, yeah, CJ, I thought he was very good. Should have had a, at least one pick in that game. I think, sure. too, personally, he froze on one of them. I don't know what he was doing. And then the other one right through his hands. Yeah. The one, the last Chiefs offensive drive, I thought he should have got that one, sealed the game, not even give the Chiefs an opportunity that fourth and 25. Like, that should have been the game right there. I mean, we should have, like, had the ball, get the first down, and end the game there. But, you know, it is what it is. They got the stop. So, no harm, no foul. But, yeah, I, I mean, CJ's going to make those plays. We talked about that. Um, but overall, like – I'm just glad these guys are lions now, man. Like you got some, you got some security now. And I think for Aaron Glenn, we talked about this a little bit in the spaces is that it gives them more flexibility to do different things on this defense last year. And two years ago, they were pretty much strictly just a man coverage team. That was all they could run. And this game, you saw they ran mainly zone, which is something that has not been in Aaron Glenn's personnel since being the Lions defensive coordinator. Now, I don't think we're going to see that every single week. This the zone coverage, I think we'll see them go back to some of this man coverage as we have certain matchups, but I think just having the flexibility and versatility to play different type of defenses now um for certain matchups, it's great. You know, now you're not just strictly a man coverage team. You could do different things on defense and not be so predictable when you play certain offenses. So like when you're playing the Lions, you're like, okay, you know you're going to get a heavy dose of man coverage. Now, they're going to play to your weaknesses. You know, that they're going to go to their offense's weaknesses, and they're going to go, that's how they're going to play their defense. And I think we saw in this game, you know, even though they're a team that likes to run man, they were willing to go more zone and do whatever they had to do to get stops. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. I think, honestly, yesterday was the most I've ever seen Aaron Gunn play while he's been the defense coordinator here. It was lots of zone. And 
you I also noticed there was some plays where like let's say Cam is the corner and then the defense does something, Cam goes to safety and the safety comes up. Like they were disguising coverage a little. It was nice to see that versatility and to see like these guys are actually smart versus you know having Amani and Jeff lost. Nothing against those guys, but they were lost when they were on the field. The, these guys it seems like they know what they're doing, they're communicating. Obviously, a little later, the first half was kind of a shit show with communication, but later on, they cleaned those up. I mean, they didn't pick up a single third down in the second half, the Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, shout out to Kadarius Tony, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out, big, shout, big shout out to Kadarius Tony. Let me ask you other things. What's that? What's that? SpongeBob shit? This guy stinks. Oh, yeah. And they start throwing like tomatoes at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like Kadarius Tony. I mean, God, that was an all time performance for us, dude. That was. That's something you usually see on our side of the ball. And, like, you know, we're making those mistakes and helping another team. So, shout out to Kadarius Tony, dude. You were a big, a big contribution to that one yesterday. I heard it was so bad that he had that brother had to delete his Twitter. Yeah. Twitter. Giants they, fans were. Giants fans. The Chiefs fans. Like, is it, it, it got bad. And it, it sucks because there were a lot of expectations for him coming into the game. I mean, they're wow. like, oh, no, Thomas Kelsey. Oh, it's Tony time. <laughs> It's Tony time. Tony That's, what time. That's what they were saying. I'll never hear that oh, again. Yeah. No, I mean, oh, you know, the one thing with him, though, Bucky Brooks actually tweeted out is the guy was basically like hurt, didn't really practice as much that much during the week. He's like, sometimes players kind of have to make that decision. Do I go on play when I'm not ready? But at the end of the day, you're in the game. The ball hits your hands. You got to catch it, bro. I mean, these were some costly drops. I mean, he he got he gave us a pick six of ourselves. You know, Brian Branch made the play, right? But that was on him. And then the one, you know, where we got the turnover on downs, I mean, they could have won the game with that play. You know, he, Tony catches that ball. They ice the clock at that point, kick a field goal to with zeros on the clock. If Bunker makes it, the game's over. But, you know, I can make an argument, too, that earlier in the Oh, it's game, football. No, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I'm yeah. just, like, letting people know. And also, I feel like it karma, right? If your left tackle or right tackle keeps doing that and getting away with it, then the football gods on our side. Don't Kadarius Tony's dropping these passes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I hear you, man. How many but, games but, have we had? How many games have we had though? Where like, where we make that mistake? We're like, oh, if we had that one play, we could have won the game. Yeah, right. It was well, nice at the end of the day, too, like they had they had their chance to get it. They got the ball at midfield, and our defense stopped them. Right. Too many. So, um, does this does this kind of worry you guys? Because those passes that were dropped, they were wide open passes. They were. Like there was no, like really no defenders. I mean, I think that like, except one play that there was like a defender on them that that was a drop, and then the defender like kind of smacked, like hit him, and then like he dropped it. But all the other plays, like from Tony, like they're kind of open. Like, does that worry you a little bit with the zone or um the zone? Yeah, but also like we talked about the communication. The secondary wasn't wasn't at its best. Um, it's gonna take some time for these guys to gel together. Maybe two games. Hopefully, like they'll get it down fast, but. You know, Malcolm, you play mm-hmm. DB. It takes time to trust the guy next to you. You got to kind of know when to switch, when not to switch, when to stay with your guy. You know what I mean? Like, it takes yeah. time to build that. I'm sure mm-hmm. they trust each other, but they just got to, like, know each other, what each other like to do. Some guys like to do this. Some guys like to do that. Do we switch? Do we stay? Um, yeah. So it's it's a little of that. You got to just build that chemistry. Yeah, this, this defense definitely is the most encouraging defense I've seen since – we're talking 14. about the 2014 defense. Yeah. Um, there's a chance that they could even be better. We'll see, man. We'll see how that how that turns out. Um, I mean, we even talk about Aiden Hutchinson, who was phenomenal that game. 
Best player on the field. I think. I think. Like I said, I think our all of our defense. I mean, Kaminsky. He's a another underrated player that that doesn't get enough praise. John Kaminsky. Um, Josh Pascal. That one play. Yeah. Um, Pascal arguably made the play of the game, though. One of the plays of the game. It was like third and two or something like that. Yeah, it was third. I mean, I'm in love with all of our pass rushers. Charles Harris too. It was good. Charles Harris. I mean, all these guys. All, all of them did at least made a key play um, in that game yesterday. All of them. Aleem McNeil, he didn't have a sack, but man, when when AG says he have a really good year, bro, he had a couple plays where he literally just pushed the guard or the center right into Mahomes, kind of like he literally just just used his power, used his quickness, just destroyed him. So. You're not going to play this Chiefs interior all the time. These guys are good. You're going to play, you know, some guys that are a little worse, and I feel like he's going to take advantage of that. Yeah. I mean, Aiden, I mean, we, we knew this guy's a, obviously a very impressive player, but, like, he's taken that – you could tell he's taken that jump from year one to year two already. Like, that that was a significantly better Aiden Hutchinson. Like, that's, like – I could see top five edge rusher in the league, Aiden Hutchinson. Like, I could see a future defensive rookie – or defensive player of the year, Aiden Hutchinson, that player that I saw yesterday – like he has that type of potential to be that type of guy. He has crazy juice, crazy effort, and he was in the backfield almost every play. It felt like I think he had eleven pressures according to PFF. So he he was in the that was backfield. ESPN. The ESPN had him at eleven. PFF had at seven pressures, twenty and a half pass rush run rate, five pressures on third downs and fourth downs. Okay. So those money downs, you know, yeah. we say like. I mean, we've talked about this a lot, guys. We wish we had a pass rusher on third down or fourth down gap. We have our guy. Yeah, we finally have our guy. And I feel like this guy, I, I might, maybe I'll get some criticism for it. I feel like he could be like a Boso or a Watt type of player. I really do. Oh, what do you criticize for that? The other day I said it to a Chiefs fan, and they were like, Andy Reid takes all the time. I was like, all right, you'll see. Just wait till you get Hutch. Some people is like, slow down. I was like, Hutch is going to be a special player, man. No, he, I think he right now, honestly, might be called this crazy, but I think he's the face of this franchise right now as far as a player. I think he is the face of the Lions. I think they have a few faces. I don't think they have one. Yeah, there's a lot of guys, man, before I can say, I mean, I don't know. I think he's like the face of the Lions right now. I think when you think of the Lions, I think people are going to start thinking of Aiden Hutchinson. I think he's the most popular jersey, no no doubt, because this is his Michigan connection, obviously. Um, I, I just like, I think when you think of the Lions, I think like that's going to be the first guy you think of. It's going to be Aiden Hutchinson. I, I think when you think of the lines, you think of three guys personally. Like right now, if you like just a casual fan, not like us, it's probably Jared Goff, Aiden Hutchinson, and Amon Ross St. Brown. Like yeah. casuals, like yeah. those three main guys, right? But if but, you uh, ask Lions fans, be like, shit, <laughs> we are guys. We got guys yeah, that are going to yeah, be here for a while. Yeah, I, th- I think big names, yeah, I think he's one of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. He's definitely one of them. But they have a lot of guys, man. I don't know, man. I, I, I can see, like, I can see uh, the Jameer Gibbs. Taking that leap to being a star for the team, and you know, once he once he becomes like that guy, you know, guy, you know, fans they they're like attracted to like running backs and 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 um, elite backs like like Christian McCaffrey's and stuff like that. So we'll see, man. Because I remember when Alvin Kamara came out, and you know, once he became that star, it was that. Everybody doing these love that guy. So yeah, yeah. I I I mean, I think Gibbs has the potential to be that guy, right? But I think right now, speaking like. I think Hodge is that. I think Hodge is the guy right now for me. But like you guys said, they have some guys. Would, would you say, like, would be more popular? Would you say him or, or um, Sewell? Hodge. Hodge. 
not even close, in my opinion, honestly. Because, like, you know, Sewell's, like, obviously, those that know O-line play understand it, but, like, a cat, not a casual, but, you know, it's not, like, yeah, people it's not will, as attractive as a sack if, versus a pancake. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, if you're talking about offensive line, you got to be talking about, like, Joe Thomas or Trent Williams, like, to be on that, that level, to yeah. be talking about offensive line, like, first of thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, when you think of the Niners, you think of Bosa right away. Like, that, that's one of, like, the initial reactions Bosa. I think Hutch is that for the Lions right now. Yeah, I think of Boza, I think of um, Samuel Debo. And, um, Debo, and then McCaffrey. And you think of McCaffrey. Yeah. yeah, like you think of their stars. Yeah. Yeah, so I agree. I think Amon Ra and Goff, obviously, in that category, too. Goff's obviously, you know, as a household name, big name. But um, Hutch and St. Brown, they've really built their names up. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, these guys are going to be here for a while, man. They're both incredible players, bro. All right. You guys want to do Baller of the Week and Oopsie and then head out of here? Oh man, let's go, man! All right, here. let's do it. Let's hear it. Who balled out? Man, I got two of them. It was hard. Um, I'm gonna go with one is Hutch. Hutch was the best player on the field yesterday. I don't care if you ever gave him a 69 or whatever the hell they gave him. Nice. He was. The, all right, Tyler, relax. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he was the best. Oh my god, man! He was the best player on the field, man. I, I mean, you just you, you watched yesterday. Mahomes, Mahomes was good, but Mahomes had like some what the fuck throws. We talk about those. He had a couple of those yesterday as well. Um, and then the second one is is Dan Campbell. Without that gutsy play call, you probably lose this game. Like he 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 switched momentum. Your offense was struggling. He's like, man, I I gotta I gotta do something here just to get these guys going a little. Once he did that, the offense started to go. So I'm going with those two guys, man. I got no disagreement. Yeah, no, that's yeah. interesting. Oh, and also an honorable honorable one, Kadarius Tony. Oh, there we go, there we go, man. Yo, it's it, it, very interesting you brought up about Patrick Mahomes, man. That he, he did ask him a lot of what the fuck throws. Mm-hmm. That's that's you know that's wild. Is is I'm not sure because he doesn't have chemistry with these guys or, or what? Because he actually played he played in the preseason. Can't yeah, say oh Russ, Russ is an excuse. I, I think it's like you know when you miss your number one target, kind of like with us without Amon Ross St. Brown, and you have like all these guys that are like solid, but they're not great. They're all kind of good at. And you're being generous, with the solid dude. I, I, I like they're NFL stink. players, bro. You know what they I mean? Stink. Like. <laughs> it's, no, but that guy Watson was okay. I'm surprised that guy should get that guy should be their number one receiver, like wide receiver, in my opinion. Watson, that guy Watson was all right. He was okay. Yeah, they could have yeah, uh, Other than him, I mean, I don't. I mean, Sky Moore has been so disappointing so far. I thought he'd be good in the NFL. Yeah, and they 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 hyped him up. <laughs> that you know, draft. I read something about Chiefs wide receivers. Is Andy Reid's playbook is so complex? That's why, and these receivers are all young. They say that's why these receivers struggle, but, but bro, like, I, I don't know. I mean, these are like easy passes. Yeah, and like Mahomes had like a few, like almost like there was that one play. I thought Jerry Jacobs actually had the pick, and um, then when yes. it was, and then when he because I was like, what? I was actually going, and I was like, you got a pick, let's go, Jerry, and then, yo, what the fuck? How did he catch that? Yeah. So that was. You know, that was one. I feel like CJ had two of them. Yeah. And he that threw was... a couple of passes behind his receivers as well. The chemistry just isn't there with these receivers. You can tell. Like, it's yeah. not 
it's not fully there. I don't want to go backtrack too much, but people were criticizing Dan for for accepting that penalty. I don't think I think that was smart, honestly, to accept that it. Was, that, was, that was that was it should be smart. Yeah, that was, I, should I mean, be smart. You take a third and seventeen any day over a fourth and four. Yeah. yeah, you accept that all day, bro. Yeah, I would, was it was it a fourth and four? Was it going to be a fourth and four? Or was it going to be like a fourth yeah. and two or fourth? And, I know it was fourth and something. It was like fourth and thirty or fourth and four, one of the yeah. two. Yeah, because I think one hundred percent they would have either. I think they would have went for it. Hundred percent. Um, yeah, they would have. They would have probably got it. I mean, you feel better about what do you call it? I mean, if you get an incomplete pass on third and seventeen, fourth gonna, seventeen, then they're going to punt it for sure at that point. Well, I mean, well, not for sure at that they point. Went, they, they, they went for it on fourth and twenty-five. What, what the fuck? Yeah, whatever. That was had, wild. That, I mean, at that point, like, what are you going to punt it off to the Lions and then what? I would have punted it, but that's, yeah, that's, that's wild, bro. bro. What? Like, I know you got Patrick Mahomes, but I don't trust any of those receivers. To convert the, a twenty-five yard pass, yeah, to, to catch it, you, they have to catch it. You know, one of my favorite plays this game I really beat up is Justin Houston. Literally beats his dude. And he's just holding on to his ankle, Patrick Mahomes' ankle for dear life. He's just holding on to that shit. Like he crawls there. Yeah, he's just holding on to it, holding on to it, and it, it actually affected Mahomes. It was an incomplete pass. Yeah, yeah. Was, was, that, was that a drop pass on, on that play? It, it was to McKinnon, but Rodrigo was going to slobber him. Yeah. Anyways, if he, yeah. Even if he did catch it. It would have got yeah. popped. Yeah. Got That's popped. probably why he dropped it. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was a drop, but it wasn't like one of those bad ones like Tony or... Tony. Know, yeah, Tony. Tony. All right. Let's get into the oopsie doopsie. Come on, Mr. Krebs. Oh, Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. All right. For this week's oopsie doopsie of the week, I got two of them. You have um, two? I have two. I'll do yeah, one on each side. They're not, they're not on the Lions. There's no way. There's one on the Lions. Marvin, jo- Marvin Jones. It was a rough oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, I mean, man. bad fumble, two Agent drops. Zero. Agent zero. Agent zero. I mean, like we said earlier, I'm not overly concerned. He. It looks like they didn't play him too much in that, that fourth quarter after those mistakes. Yeah, they finished him. They went more to Raymond, and obviously Reynolds oh, got more involved yeah. in the offense. So, I mean – we got extra, you know, some extra time to practice, and hopefully Marvin can correct it. Obviously, he's a vet, so I'm not too too concerned with him. But uh, yeah, he is the oopsie doopsie on the Lions side. I mean, it, it goes both ways. If you want to give him the baller of the week, you want to give him the oopsie doopsie of the week. I think he fits both criteria. It just it depends who you're asking. Kadarius Tony, he is he is he's terrible yesterday, man, and he was a big shout out to us. So like. In reality, on the Lions podcast, yes, he's the ball of the week. But, like, you don't just get away with that, like, with how bad performance. Like, you still belong on this list. Like, this is meant for bad performances. So, Kadarius Tony is going to go down the record books as the oopsie doopsie in, the, in this week. So, um, he definitely deserves it. You know what's funny? One just for the heck of it. Yeah, go for it. The refs. Bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, John Hussey how many great. times did Jawan Taylor was lined up as, like, a slot receiver, basically? Yeah. They held a lot too. They did not. I mean, yeah, they were kind of favoring Kansas City a little, but it is what it is. It's Mahomes. You know, that happens. Yeah, I mean, outside Jawan Taylor, I didn't think it was that bad. I thought, I actually kind of liked the pace of the game. It was nice and clean. Like, there wasn't many flags. I, I, I prefer, I'll take that any day if they're going to, like, not call the holds, but, like, the Jawan Taylor stuff was getting ridiculous. But other yeah. than that, 
I, I didn't mind it too too much. The only time they called, the only time they really called is because it was like so blatant that like they had to call a, a false start. I thought it was tripping, dude, when I saw Jawan Taylor jump because the broadcast picked it up. I think around the second half, is yeah. they did a whole segment. But like, I I tweeted about it like in the first or second quarter. I'm like, am I tripping or is this guy like jumping no, every no, he, single he, play? He, he was jumping every single play. He was jumping every single play. But when they called it, it was like <laughs> he, he, he like he jumped like, like a whole two seconds before they even snapped the ball. So they had to call. Like they had no choice but to call it. So. Um, I saw the tweet on that officiating staff. They don't really call false starts like that. I think they've only called a few. And I think the Chiefs knew that, and they kind of used it in their game plan. I, I was um, going to say, do you guys think, like, Jawan Taylor knows the referee report, like, mm-hmm. how often they call it, and, like, I could get away with more of these or something like that? Like, do you, like I was like, I wonder, like, do you think these players go in that much depth? Their coaches probably tell them. They don't do it, but the coaches would be like, you know, this, this is the ref. He doesn't really call this shit. Do it. If they call it once on you or whatever, just keep doing it. That's probably what happened. I just feel like it kind of ruins your rhythm because I feel like you just got so used to it. Like he's going to just bring it into the next game. Now when they, they actually play Jacksonville next week, that's his former team. But I don't know. Like, I, I'm not going to lie and act like I've watched every Jawan Taylor snap, but they were saying on the broadcast, like it's something that he actually does pretty often. Like he, he does get that early head start. So I, I don't know. I, the game I watched with him versus the Lions, he got away with it 99% of the time outside of the final drive. It was frustrating, why, man. It was the so reason why he's one of the most penalized tackles in the NFL. Right, yeah. We did bring that up in our pregame, yeah. He is. Both of them, yeah. He is. Um, yeah, it was rough because there was a lot. There was a lot of calls like those holding on McNeil and just they were holding hugging dudes, bro. They were like giving my bear hug, like, "Hey, let me hug you." Like, bro, get off me. Yeah, I saw Liam. He even at one point he threw his hands up. He was like, "Are you, are you freaking kidding me? You're not gonna call this?" Yeah, that was a play that the guy still had the hand. He, he still had the one hand on <laughs> yeah, the around, hand. His neck, <laughs> around his neck, and he's looking at the ref like, "Oh, he's come on." Yeah, didn't call it. Well. We won the game, so no harm, no foul. But yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. I think, like Campbell said, you can't let officiating um, get in the way. You just got to play good, play real good, and don't let officiating determine and, the and game. And I appreciate that so much, by Dan, because how many games have we gone on here? And even before we started doing this, we're like, ah, oh, Detroit versus the refs. We we get hosed by the refs. Don't make the game be about the refs. Win the game. Win the game. Execute earlier instead of having the game being called on the refs, and that's that's what they did. You know, like. You don't want to call this false start? Fuck it. We're still going to pressure you. We're going to bring Hutch at you. We're going to bring all these pass rushers at you. Like, it was refreshing to wake up Friday morning instead of talking about how bad the refs are because it was on national TV. I'm like, oh, we get our little pity apology. It was nice to just win the game, and we could right. talk about the refs afterwards now. <laughs> but, like, we're talking about it in a victory. Yeah, this is yeah, this is definitely a better feeling than, than talking about the rest of the – with the loss and then talking about the rest of the win. So, yeah, it's get, totally gets, different. You get some pity apology. Oh, we messed up here. Like, okay, I, I'll take this any day of the week. We could talk shit about them afterwards and laugh about it rather than me being all red and pissed off um, that we lost the game because of it. And and I wanted to bring something real quick. It's not about the refs. It's about actually um, Kadarius Tony. Um, I just going back to him real quick. Um, it, it feels like he had a million drops, but in reality, he only had three. But I, I guess I feel like those three drops are so bad that those, those three. I mean, it, he he had only had three. So it, I mean, that's not good. It's not good. But like, how many drops did Marvin Jones have? Two. Two. Three, two, and a fumble. Two and a fumble. Yeah, I mean it's the same shit, but it's just that's what I'm saying. You look, yeah. you look, you look, you look like Terry Tony though, but you're like you, you feel like 
he had the 10 drops. That's what it feels like. It's it feels like so, 10 drops. They were on so like crucial downs. They yeah. were crucial. They I mean, he, crucial. he gave us six on one of his drops, and then one of them was to steal the game. Man. I mean, did, you, did, you see that, did you see that pass in slow motion with the, the, the interception? The, yeah, yeah. That yeah. ball was perfect. <laughs> It was, literally was right here. The perfect pass. <laughs> Even the the third drop, the one and the the Chiefs' final drive. I mean, that, you have to come down. That's like at least a 20, 25 yard catch right there, and you're already in field goal range at that point for Butker. Well, like Patrick I said, Mahomes. man, we had well, our Patrick issues. Mahomes they had their Walker. issues. Oh, and you know what pissed me off? Mike Tirico, who's from Detroit, and I, and I respect the guy, but. Fuck off with the asterisk shit. He said you had to put an asterisk on this win. Yeah, that was ridiculous. No, we were without JMO too. Like we had some guys missing too. Miss me with that. He said that. Yep. Yeah. Oh, no, he could, yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all need to move him. Yeah, y'all need to. He needs to move. Yeah, that was uh, a. I, 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 <laughs> I like the Rico too. I respect him a lot. Like Peter said. Me but, too. Yeah. No, that was like. They even asked Dan about it. It's like okay, you know, I, I don't give a shit, man. We're one and oh, you're they're one oh and one. We won the game. We went to give, Arrowhead. Give me what goes in the standings. How does that song go? Walk in your trap, took over your trap. They're playing it after a game. Yeah, that's what they're they literally see, walked in there, took over it, and got out of there. I could see a, a scenario. Like, for example, if 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 we make it to Super Bowl and if they're if we play against them, they're gonna bring up this game. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's more fair though. Like that's more fair at that point. If you want to bring that up, saying like that's the point, that's whatever. But there's no asterisk that comes to win, like after the fact of like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, was there an asterisk for the for the Patriots when they beat us last year with Bailey Zappi and all, all like half of our offense was injured? No. No, they mm-hmm. just said Bailey Zappi carved us up. We played like shit. Yep. Well, that's 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 it's just the narrative. What is about us? You know, no, it's just about it's Patrick Mahomes, it's the Chiefs. Like we gotta like talk. Gotta like, no, nah, miss me with that BS, bro. Miss me with that. I don't like that. That just bothered me a little. I just want to get it out there. Yep, yeah, and that, and that, I guess this is the reason why everybody was like, oh, I don't want, I want uh, them to play and X Y Z. And I don't give a shit. <laughs> we won the game. We yeah, Chris Jones was probably having a good time in the suite watching his team lose. Good laughing. shit, Chris Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Chris Jones. Yeah. All right, y'all. Uh, that's going to wrap up the pod. Hope you guys all enjoyed the post game of the Lions Chiefs. We will be back sometime next week to recap or report on the Seahawks. So we'll talk about the preview of them. And. Yeah, we'll, we'll be live for that on next week, and then we'll have our live show on Sunday, so you guys can join us on Spaces before and after the game. So we'll, we'll do that. So hope you guys all enjoy. Leave a five-star review, and I'm out, guys. Peace. Like Tyler said, man, please leave those five-star reviews. We appreciate all the support. And, man, we're 1-0. and 0. On to Seattle. I'm out. Peace. Yerp. It's your boy Malcolm, and like like my guy said, man, we are one and oh. Let's 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 continue to ride this train. Let's let's get this dub next week, and this is let's keep going, man. Let's go, man, Detroit, man. Um, yeah. And with that being said, I am out. Peace.
I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.